Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. It's January 31st. I am your host, Rob Fontenot. This is Friday, the last day of the work week for most of us, and it is also the last day of January. February's right around the corner, and right away this weekend, Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know how excited you are for it, but I actually enjoy Super Bowl Sunday more for the party, more for the get-together and things like that, and less for the game. They had a poll out on Twitter. What do you look forward to more when it comes to the Super Bowl? Is it the actual game? Is it the commercials or the halftime show? And I voted for the commercials. I think the commercials are the best part. The commercials aren't as good as they used to be, but still, it's the best part. So to me, when you're watching two teams play a game, and neither one of them are your favorite, you really don't care who wins, it's not as fun. But Super Bowl is fun because everybody makes it a party. There was also a young kid that was starting a petition to get uh, the Monday after the Super Bowl. He wanted that to become a holiday, so he didn't have to go to school or go to work the day after. I don't know where he is on that, but... So anyway, the Super Bowl to me is a big party, and like I said, I don't really care who wins the game, so it's not as exciting to me. Even if it's a great game, it won't be exciting to me because I won't care. So one thing, I don't care who wins, but I will be rooting for Kansas City. I like Mahomes, and I have a friend or an acquaintance that likes the 49ers, And they are the kind of people that talk trash about other teams, even when their team isn't the one that beat them. So I'll say just because of this one person, 
I will go with Kansas City. I've been out of town and me and my wife go on vacation and we always try to go somewhere where they have a baseball team. And I go to those games, check out the stadium, super cool. But as far as the game, it's after a while, it's just a game. And you really don't care who wins. So the fun of it is really just going to new stadium. And that's kind of how the Super Bowl is. It's exciting if you buy numbers because every scoring opportunity is cool. But like this year, for instance, is the first year I didn't play fantasy football. And so I really didn't watch it. I really didn't watch football at all. Mostly I just watched college. So enough about football. Let's talk about baseball. This podcast, I wanted to dedicate mostly to the hiring of Dusty Baker. Now, as you all know, I purchased the 28 game plan season tickets. So I actually got a letter, an email that Jim Crane sent out to season ticket holders. And I thought the letter was really cool. So I just wanted to read it to you. It's talking about the hiring of Dusty Baker. And let me just read it to you and you'll see what I'm talking about. So it says, to our valued season ticket holder, today was a great day for the Houston Astros. I'm sure you have heard earlier today, we officially introduced Dusty Baker as our new manager. I hired Dusty for two primary reasons. First, Dusty embodies the key qualities that we were looking for in a manager. He is a strong leader with high integrity and has earned the respect of not only his players, but of virtually everyone that he has touched in baseball. Secondly, Dusty has an incredible desire to win. He has an impressive winning record and a storied career both on and off the field. On January 13th, following MLB's decision, I pledged I would hold this team to the highest standard. I believe hiring Dusty is a reinforcement of that commitment and reflects an important step in moving our team forward. Dusty is the right person at the right time. We both share the same goal of bringing another championship to Houston. We appreciate your loyalty and your passion for this team. Sincerely, Jim Crane, owner and chairman of the Houston Astros. So I thought that letter was really cool, and it kind of went to the point that I was mentioning before. The Astros have to hire someone like Dusty Baker that will give the impression, or at least it'll make teams believe that this guy is not going to let this happen. They couldn't hire from within, no matter how qualified a spotter was. They just couldn't do it. They had to go get a veteran. They had to get someone that people knew they could trust. He's the best person to lead this team to a championship, Crane said. His goal is our goal. We have to move forward, Baker said. We can't go backwards. We've got to go forward and make sure that it doesn't happen again. It's certainly not going to happen on my watch here. And that's exactly what he should have said. That's why he was brought here. He's respected. He's a winner. And he's not going to let this happen. And he is that figurehead that's going to show the rest of the league it's not going to happen here. So Dusty Baker inherits a team that won 
107 games last year. That was a record, so he can only go down. Maybe he goes up. Who knows? I don't I don't think we have the pitching to get there, but so he inherits a team that won 107 games. They were eight outs away from winning the World Series, and they will be the favorites to win the AO West. So this means that he could be the first manager to take five different teams to the postseason. Dusty Baker was dismissed from the Nationals. He was dismissed after back-to-back first-place finishes in the NL East in 2016 and 17. He said he was coming to terms with his retirement and the disappointment of never winning a World Series as a manager, and now he has that chance. So as a player, 19 years, uh, most of the time in L.A. and Atlanta. He spent eight years in Atlanta and eight years with the Dodgers. He was an all-star in 81 and 82, three National League pennants, and one World Series with the Dodgers. 278 lifetime average with 242 home runs. Would you like to know a couple of cool things that I found out about Dusty Baker? He was actually on deck when he played with the Braves when Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run, surpassing Babe Ruth. That is pretty cool. And also, there were three Dodgers that had already hit 30 home runs for the season. And in the last game of the year, Dusty Baker hit a home run, becoming the fourth player for the the uh, Dodgers hit a home run. And so he rounds the bases and he heads back to the dugout and he high fives. He high fives the guy on deck. So that was the very first, he's credited with the very first high five. He said, I think the guy's name was Burke. He had his arm up when he walked by and he said, I just felt like I just felt like I should hit it. So I may have gotten in too much detail with that, but I could have just said this. Dusty Baker was on deck for the Braves when Hank Aaron hit his home run, and he was credited. He's credited on Wikipedia for being the first person to do the high five. That's two cool things about your manager. So with that, There are some negative things. I wrote some things the other day. You may hear some pages turning. But let me go here. Let me just tell you this, too. In 1988, he was the uh, first base coach with San Francisco, 89 to 92. He's the hitting coach. 93, he became the manager. So it only took him five years, five seasons, or actually four seasons, and then his fifth season, he was already manager. So he's he moved up pretty quick. He has a good he has a good baseball mind. So his first year, he was the manager of the year, 103 and 59 record, second best record in the league. In his first year as manager for the Giants, they won 31 more games than the previous season. They won division titles in '97 and 2000. And he was also the manager of the year those two seasons. So let's go with the negatives. I I had some negative things to say about him. 
I, I, I told you that I've heard something about the pitcher's arms, and I looked into that a little bit. And you've also heard things about analytics. He's, I saw a quote that he was against putting men on base because they merely clog up the bases, and that doesn't really make sense to me. The thing about the pitchers being left in, uh, Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor both had surgeries on their arms after manager managing uh, being managed by Dusty Baker. These guys averaged, uh, Wood averaged 122 pitches an outing, and Pryor averaged 126 an outing. That is a lot of pitches. It says also that he prefers veterans over prospects. That could not be, that might not be good news for uh, for uh, Kyle Tucker. And whenever they did announce he was there, I do remember seeing a tweet that said something about this is not good for Kyle Tucker, and that is why. So he's also had some blow-ups in the playoffs as a manager, and this is one reason some people didn't want him. So it says, well, I can tell you the good things. In nine, If I can read my writing, I'll tell you this. In 98... They finished tied for the wild card. They lost the tiebreaker. Uh, 2002, they won two playoff series. And I believe they lost the World Series. In 2003, they won the National League Division Series. Was his third uh, series win as a manager. And he never got past that again. Not in five tries with the Nationals and the Reds. So dating back to 2003... Being a, as a manager, his teams lost 10 straight postseason closeout games. So, 10 straight times he had a chance to end the series as a manager, and his teams failed to do so. Some examples in 93, they led by nine and a half games on August the 7th, and they didn't even reach the playoffs. They could have won the last game of the year to force a tiebreaker, but they lost 12 to 1. They were up on the Angels 3 to 2 in the World Series, and they were up 5 to 0 in game six in the seventh inning, and they lost the World Series. When he's with the Cubs, they were up 3 to 1 over the Marlins. Three games to one over the Marlins, and they lost. 2012 with the Reds. Five-game series against the Giants. They were up two games to zero, and they lost three to two. 2013, he had a six-game losing streak to end the season, including the wild card game. So he doesn't have a great record or a great track record in the playoffs. And that is, you're going to hear my page is turning. And that is... I guess so. So he won a lot of games with the Nationals. He won titles with them and everything. But if you can't get the job done, if you can't close the deal, you lose your job. And he was thinking, I'm not going to get another chance. And this opportunity came up. If it wasn't for them getting caught with the trash can banging, he would have never gotten another chance. 
So this is retribution year for the Astros and Dusty Baker. They gave him a one-year deal with an uh, option for the next season. First reported it was a two-year deal, and I guess it kind of is. So anyway, after this, I'll talk a little bit about the general manager position, and then I'm going to dive a little bit more into the umpires being mic'd up and maybe some more stuff. Anyway, we'll be right back. You are listening to Astros Baseball. All right, and we are back. So talking about the general manager position, Jim Crane said, we have interviewed a lot of great candidates. We're in the middle of that right now, and we hope to have something done in the middle of spring training. So I can't really do the math, but I'll try. Spring training starts in the first week of February, maybe after seven days. Uh, first or second week, and then the season starts at the end of March. So maybe the first week of March. However, Jim Crane said he didn't rule out the possibilities of staying pat in the front office. Right now, he's the acting general manager, but he says they have plenty of guys that are already part of the team, part of the management front office, and he says they can handle the job right now that they're okay to go. So they're either going to hire someone in the middle of spring training or they're not going to hire anyone at all. So the last podcast, I talked about this, but I really didn't dive into it a lot. And I guess I didn't get too much further with it. But I was looking up the uh, umpires being mic'd up. And one thing that I read is that, well, you already knew this. They were going to be mic'd up, and they will announce if the reviewed calls are upheld or overturned. And it says they may, they may also explain the rules if necessary. So what I'm getting so far is that they're just going to tell you what happened. The runner is out. That was a foul ball. That was a homer. I don't know. I When, when I first heard it, I thought that we were going to get to listen in on the conversation. That's why I thought it was cool. But I guess if they come out and they say, first of all, they should say what they're reviewing. Because that's one thing we sometimes are found that we don't even know what's going on. What are they reviewing? Are they reviewing that the guy was tagged out at home? Or are they reviewing the fact that he may have not even touched second? We know they're reviewing something, but we don't know what they're reviewing. So hopefully they can start it out by letting us know what they're reviewing. Like I said, I think it would be really cool to be able to hear the conversation between them and New York. I think that would be really cool. But I think what this is mostly aimed at, because you have TV. We we watch games on TV mostly. And even then, we don't know what's going on. But the guys that are in the stadium, they have no idea what's going on. 
They have no idea at all. And I think that is mostly what this is for, to keep the guys or keep the fans in the stadium aware of what is going on. So like I said, I don't know how much detail, but I am a fan of this. I really do like it. I never thought about it that way until the other day that it is like the NFL. The NFL tells you what they're talking about. And in some instances, they explain the rules. And it said that they may explain the rules if necessary. So in another story that I found about this, it said there is still a lot of work to do and it may not even be ready for opening day. So they they want to implement it and they don't even know if it's even going to be ready. So that's all I have for the second half of the podcast as far as Astros news. So what I wanted to do, oh yeah, let me tell you this. I, I forgot I was going to tell you this. So if you have Twitter, and I don't think all of you do, but if you follow the Astros, and this looks really cool. If you follow the Houston Astros at Astros, you have until 5 p.m. And right now it is 2.16 as I'm recording this. You have until 5 p.m. And they already have 3,071. But... If you follow the Astros and you retweet this tweet, they have a picture of an Astros hat signed by Dusty Baker, you have a chance to win it. And you have till 5 p.m. So hopefully you have a chance to listen to this before it's too late. So also, if you live in Houston, I don't know if you know this, but the Astros, well, actually all of Major League Baseball, the, the jerseys are now going to be made by Nike. And it's hard for me to even remember the name of the company that made them last year. I had heard rumors before that the that Under Armour was going to make the jerseys. But I can't even think of the name of the ones that make them now. And I know I'm going to remember it as soon as I get done with this. So anyway, tomorrow at the team store, they're going to have the Nike... Houston Astros replica jersey launch. So it's all day. They're going to have a DJ there. And they're going to have a limited edition pre-sale for the American League championship ring over there at Jolston. And that's the real deal, I guess. So that leads me to believe that we're going to have a ring giveaway this year. Hopefully more than that. So I need to find out when they're going to have it. And I really want to go get that. So if they are selling those rings, we should get some rings this year, guys. Uh, so it starts at 9. They're going to give away coffee and pastries. And from 9 to 12, there's a photo booth. At 10, Orbit will have an appearance. From 11 to 12, Paul Wall photo op for the first 100 fans. I don't know how many people are planning to go. That just doesn't sound like a lot. From 2 to 3, Ryan Presley will be there. Photo op for the first 100 fans. 3 to 4, the shooting stars will make an appearance. And from 4 to 5, they all have Astros trivia. So it's all day, 9 to 5. If you want to go, if you actually live in Houston, I'm not going. But anyway, 
I don't know if I've said this, but yeah, let me go ahead. I'll just say it again if I haven't said it. So yesterday, sometime while I was sleeping. So before I went to bed, the podcast was, I think I needed about 18 or it could have been 58, but it was, I don't know. It was pretty close, but I woke up this morning and the podcast, I've already tweeted if you follow me, so you already know this, but the podcast reached 75,000 total listens. So I appreciate all of you out there that listen to the podcast. Truly, truly appreciate it. You on the uh, website that I record the podcast on, you can go back and look at stats all the way from the beginning. And February the 3rd of this year will be the second, will be the completion of two years. It'll be the two-year anniversary of the podcast. And it's funny to look back at the first week. There was weeks that I, you know, that five people listened to the podcast. But I didn't give up. I kind of, I never thought that it would grow to what it is now. And if you go back and listen to the old ones, they're pretty bad. But for some reason, I just thought it was fun. And I just kept going and I didn't give up. And I can't explain what happened. I have no idea what happened. No idea at all, but it did. I mean, there's plenty more out there that are more popular than this one. But, you know, I'm happy with the results. And like I said, you look back at the, be- at the humble beginnings and it's just nuts. It's just nuts that it's grown to what it is. But anyway, let's get to this. Um, I got two more five-star reviews. And this first one, I've already sent out their sticker. On Monday, Jay Yowell, one, wrote, Great podcast for Astro fans. Love this as an Astro fan. Good information without the big media bias. And as far as I know, I don't know if I'm getting old and my memory is fading, but I don't think I've read this one. So I read it anyway, but they have already got their sticker. And so Mr. VW, the magnets came in, so I will send you a magnet. And Chavez, you actually are also a double dipper and you have Jez Chavez this time. Last time was Laz Chavez. This one is Jez Chavez. I also sent your sticker out as well. Hopefully you've gotten it by now. But they left a five-star rating. Great podcast. Thank you for you can for continuously supporting our Astros and keeping us informed. So I only have 10 magnets. I kept one, put it on the refrigerator. It looks nice. It looks really cool. Uh, one for me, one for my dad. And these two, so there will be six left. So the stickers, I can't remember how much they are, but I'll order some more. But like I said, keep them going. We got 55 ratings. What this does is this helps me. It helps my podcast get get, uh, pushed, where when people search for Astros Podcast, it's easier found. The ratings actually help you. So anyway, I do appreciate it. I appreciate everyone that listens. And I really appreciate everyone that writes the reviews. We're five out of five stars. I really appreciate that. And I really, really appreciate the 75,000 listens. Really appreciate it. 
So anyway, that's it, folks. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.